Blog Talk Radio. BDPAI Radio showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, and computer science academics. We highlight people with a passion for educating our youth in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPAI Radio Show serves the BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. Well, welcome to the January 28, 2014 BDPAI Radio Show. I'm Fran McNeil, your host, and with me this evening, I have the pleasure of interviewing for a full hour our very own Dr. Craig Brown, National President of National BDPA. Dr. Brown, how are you this evening? Good, I'm fine. How are you? Thank you. You know what? I'm so excited that you're on the show today, and there may be some new listeners who are not familiar with your background, so I wanted to share that with our listeners uh, very briefly. Dr. Craig Brown has served as an information technology consultant and service provider for 25 years. Dr. Brown has worn many hats during this time, serving as an entrepreneur, educator, philanthropist, and mentor. He's been a front runner in the technology industry for much of that time and has received multiple technology and community service awards, including recognition from Microsoft, IBM, Oracle, SAP Business Management Solutions, and of course, our very own BDPA. And he has won such awards as the 2013 InfoWorld Technology Leadership Award for Technology Deployment, the Silver Medal for the 2013 11th Annual American Business Awards, also known as the Stevie Awards, and the BDPA 2013 Community Service Epsilon Award. As a BDPA member for more than 15 years, Dr. Brown is a product of the BDPA mission, which states from the classroom to the boardroom, joining BDPA right after grad school and staying involved over the years. Dr. Brown gives BDPA credit for his successful technology career. His credentials and experiences have propelled his career as a leading expert in the IT arena and as a trusted leader of a national network of technology industry professionals. At present, Dr. Brown serves as a senior partner and CEO of STEM Resource Partners, an IT solution and consulting business. And again, Dr. Brown, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Thank you. Well, we have you as our full guest for the evening. And one of the reasons that we've done that is because you as the new president, have an opportunity to share with us your vision, um, who's on the new leadership team, what the strategy is, and really fill 
uh, the membership in on where the organization is going. So I'm just going to launch right in and um, would love for you to begin to share. And of course, since it's the beginning of the year, one of the questions that's very important to all of the stakeholders is what is your vision for the EPA? Okay. Well, that's obviously a great place to start because everything that you know, we do as a, as a national leadership team stems from that particular question. Um, my vision for BDPA is very simple. I would like to increase the visibility of the BDPA brand. And that sounds like, a, like an oversimplified uh, uh, statement, you know, to base a vision on, but that, that particular component of, of emphasis is extremely important to the number one component of BDPA, which is membership. I would like to increase the visibility of the BDPA brand by, access, by accessible to the mainstream. Getting BDPA out in the mainstream is a very important and vital component of this, of this vision. Uh, what does that mean? Mainstream is, are, are the areas in, in the industries in which we all are part of across the, the globe. Um, where it's, especially within a technology arena where, there's, where all the action and activities exist. BDPA has also been known as uh, you know, a well-kept secret. You know, a lot of folks that then know about us and have worked with us obviously understand the true value of BDPA, but there's quite a few more people um, and, and organizations that have never heard of, it, heard of BDPA and I'd like to be uh, a, a big part in changing it. I would like to uh, begin by moving from being a well-kept secret to becoming more of a household name. Uh, in addition, I would like to position BDPA to take advantage of the attention being given to STEM right now. Um, there's quite a bit of attention given to STEM um, being, and the technology piece or the technology arm of STEM impacts all of the areas within STEM, within science, uh, math, and engineering. Technology is a part of the, is its own pillar in STEM and is also a major component in all the other areas. I would also like to uh, assist BDPA as becoming revered um, as an IT thought leader, not only by the folks that already revere BDPA as an IT thought leader, which are its current members, but getting that uh, message out into the public and getting more people to recognize BDPA in this light. I would like to help provide to the local chapter leaders an infrastructure that supports a continuously adapting BDPA which will continuously provide member value proposition. What I think the listeners need to realize about technology is that it's always evolving, it's always changing. And so BDPA being an IT-focused organization providing its programs in that particular arena um, for sure, also need to adapt and change with those technological and innovative adjustments. So by, by creating an environment where we recognize the, the adjustments that need to be made, both in technology and the people that make technology who it is, what it is, by their skills. BDPA um, can continue to, to maintain its value proposition to its members um, within that recognition of adjustment. This vision is primarily for members. The goal for BDPA leadership team is to implement strategic methods in which uh, increasing membership across all local organizations 
um, is fundamentally a, a, a main component of the task and, and the, the actions that all of the local leadership uh, team members um, consist. So I hope that was clear. You can certainly ask me any questions in, in any particular area that you want me to break that down. Well, that, that was very comprehensive, and I think in the beginning of the year, it is important to have a thorough description. I heard some components that um, I'd like to highlight. Number one, the visibility of the brand, and I love that moving it from a well-kept secret to a household name. Um, and then... Um, just kind of summarizing, if you will, this vision for the members. If we had to kind of come up with key words, um, if someone were searching on your presentation, what would be key words or key elements of the vision? One of the key words is innovative, and we'll get to this later in the program, but the theme for our conference, is racing towards innovation. So innovation is certainly one of the key words that I believe would, would bring this vision to the top of a search if you were doing a search. Um, value proposition, memory value proposition is also a key word, and that, and that word will never go away. Value proposition is a continuous moving target when it comes to the BDPA offerings and, and, and what the members and the stakeholders get out of the BDPA uh, membership. Excellent, excellent. So you've shared with us your vision. Um, no one leads alone. So who is part of the leadership team? How were they chosen? And, and why, does that, why does the leadership team um, make such a difference in your ability to implement the vision? Well, as you, as you already stated, no one leads alone. Uh, the team has to be comprised of individuals that, could, one, under, that can understand the vision to a level of implementation. Uh, it's, it's very easy to, to come up with a vision that is, you know, very innovative and very um, exciting to see the change and, and things that people believe um, should happen and, and, and to get buy-in, but the hard part about a vision is to realize it into existence. The team that um, I looked for and, and ultimately ended up recruiting had to consist of the right people with the right skill sets with the same vision. Shared, a shared vision across your team is the ultimate goal for any leader where when you talk to someone and you say, you know, my vision for something is, you know, is, is ABC, and somebody says, hey, me too, that's a connection that makes that person, if they become a part of your team, um, ultimately, a better way to put it is, when they have that connection, and I didn't have to explain it to them, I didn't have to go into any, you know, any presentation to let them see what it meant to me as we're having these conversations, then for me it was that was almost like a validation that this is the right person for the job today. Because my term is only for two years, and at the end of two years, I'm going to hand this off to the next person who leads the organization. And that handoff needs to be smooth and without any resistance and friction towards what that vision 
means moving into the next person, the next leader's uh, vision. Some of the people that I found um, for the job um, consist of our National Executive Committee team. The National, National Executive Committee team consists of positions as the Vice President of Member Services, Vice President of Member Management, our Chief Information Officer. Uh, of course, our founder is always a part of our, our organization and our teams and provides a lot of good input, Mr. Earl Pace. Um, and we also have Vice President of Strategy and Planning. Now, just those four positions are key to any vision any president and vice president brings to the table. Having the right people in those positions ultimately will impact the local chapter community when it comes down to what, uh, what member value propositions will, will be impacted by the member services and the management of the members, both existing and potential. Chief Information Officer's job is to ultimately make sure that the right tools and, and the right technology internally is, is provided to these team members to allow us to be efficient in our methods in which we use to implement the strategies that our VP of Strategy and Planning um, manages. Uh, I'd like to introduce to you um, in this call who those people are, if you give me just a few more minutes. Our, Absolutely. Uh, our Chief Information Officer is Julius Clark from the Charlotte Chapter. Our Vice President of Strategy and Planning is Karen Smith from the Delaware Chapter. Our Vice President of Member Services is Marquita Payne from the Charlotte Chapter. She also hailed originally from the Detroit Chapter, where she was um, Chapter President for a number of years. Our Vice President of Member Management is Adrienne Thomas from the Baton Rouge Chapter. And, of course, our elected members of the National Executive Committee are myself as, as President Pamela Sexton from the Chicago Chapter as National Vice President, and Lorraine Stewart-David uh, from Detroit, who is our Vice President of Finance. Now, this team of people met in Orlando uh, for our, our first, quarter, first quarter board meeting um, last weekend, um, January 25th. I'll go into that a little bit later in the program. But when we met, it was obvious upon the presentations that were given by all those folks that we are definitely in sync with the national strategy and ultimately the goals and objectives of the vision that I've read to you already. Which is great. And so you know, I'm sort of on the edge of the seat because I'm saying, well, which do I ask about next? Uh, what happened <laughs> at the first quarter board meeting or what's the national strategy? So I'll leave it to you to sort of decide where to, where to take us because it, it's kind of like okay. we're, we're ready to hear either and both. Let's talk about the strategy because I think if we talk about the strategy first, then telling you what happened at the meeting will certainly make the strategy come to life, so to speak. Okay, good, good. So, you know, the national strategy, um, when you look at the, the goal of having a national strategy, is primarily where the, the team members and the leader, you know, myself is the the national president and all the members of the team that uh, were elected members and also the appointed members, which I just read off to you, kind of get together and say, okay, we all see the vision and we turn it into 
um, the actual marching orders of, you know, to, to, to realize that vision. Um, so I'm going to go over some of the high points of the strategy, and then we can delve into, into the, as deep as we have time. Um, there's, there's three main components of the national strategy that we all agree were necessary at this particular point in time in the BDPA organization um, for this term for 2014 and 2015. One of them is what we're calling BDPA 2.0. And you'll hear that term uh, quite a bit over the next few months leading to the conference, even at the conference, and then even beyond that going into our 2015 year, which is our uh, 40th birthday for BDPA. The BDPA 2.0 is what we're referring to as our brand rejuvenation. The brand rejuvenation is, is that key component that will help what I mentioned in the vision with the visual side of getting the, the, the visual um, BDPA out into mainstream. That brand rejuvenation is our attempt to, to help redefine BDPA to its members. The re, the re, the re, and redefining BDPA, we're not talking about redefining what we do or who we are, but how we, do, how we do what we do and who we do it for. I think it's important that uh, the BDPA you know, membership and local chapters and the members of those local chapters truly understand what you know, what, what is it that we're doing, why we're doing it, and then take those success stories um, that, are, uh, that are, are done in every local chapter on a regular basis and share them with the, with the people who have not ever heard of BDPA before. The other um, component of the national strategy is our cultural transformation. Within cultural transformation, that's where the regionalization accountability is, is, is mentioned. So BDPA went to a regionalization model and uh, at the beginning of the 2012-2013 uh, term, which was led by Monique Berry, Madam President Monique Berry. And that regionalization model was, was put in place to help offset the, the size of the board from the local chapter uh, president being members of the board to a much smaller, more condensed size of the board where you now have regional representatives that um, serve in four different regions, the West, the North, the Midwest, and the South. And these representatives uh, represent the local chapters at the national board level. Implementing this regionalization model is very important to this strategy and all strategies that follow because the success of getting the national support system to the local chapters is done through these regional, regional officers. The third um, component of the national strategy is the member value proposition, cultivate and sustain membership piece. Now, you're going to hear me mention member value proposition all the time. Why? Because it is truly the core of the BDPA brand and the mission of the BDPA organization. Member value proposition is, is all we do, is all we give, and the members are the, the receivers of that, of that value proposition. So you'll hear that all the time. And under that, we have um, the due diligence in identifying our membership, their needs, and their expectations and expertise. So that's at a high level um, in, ter in terms of what the, you know, what the strategy is. And when we get into the, the board meeting uh, conversation, I'll tell you some of the thing, highlights that our VP of strategic planning mentioned to us that will 
and, and I won't say hopefully, I will say assuredly give us the success that uh, I believe we will receive uh, based on the planning that is surrounds this national strategy at the board member level. Okay. Okay. So BDPA 2.0, cultural transformation, and member value proposition. And you've identified that there are key phrases and terms that are consistent, whether it's in the vision, um, what the leadership team is using to guide them, um, and the strategy. So, so take us now into the first quarter board meeting. Okay. So when you, if you've not ever heard of or, or identified with what goes on in a board meeting, um, there are a number of, of, of strategies, uh, not, not strategies, but procedures that make uh, the meeting uh, flow. And the procedures delve into things like governance, where we talk about the bylaws and, and ensure that the bylaws of the organization are being adhered to and are in line with the organization's needs at the time. At the board meetings, we have discussions related to our national conference and content and the, the budget surrounding uh, that particular area. We talk about the standard operating procedures um, and the SOPs, and that's a true, truly big component of um, the, the leadership team because we're we use those SOPs to dictate how we do things um, via a, a documented process that's followed um, to the letter by every leader um, since, since now and, 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 will, and will be followed by leaders after. And that's important because it cuts down on the amount of time that we, we need to, to determine how we go about doing things. That's already been defined. We just have to add into that what needs to be done and we find the appropriate SOP. To, to help us, you know, execute what needs to be done. And then lastly, what goes on in the board meeting uh, are budget conversations. And budget is a very, very important component because obviously we are, we're governed by and limited to the, the, the amount of funds that we have, um, and we need to, as a team, decide how those funds will be applied um, based on what's available to the priorities within that, within that strategy. You can't always succeed on every level of the national strategy, so you prioritize, well, we have to give up something that we're going to be able to accomplish in the time frame that we have, what, what must we do and what are the nice to have. So the budget takes up, you know, a good component of our national, of our national board meeting. In Orlando this past weekend uh, in January, we met for the first time as a board. Um, this is the beginning of a new term. I'm, I've only just begun my presidency with, as national president within BDPA uh, on January 1st. So we, I elected to have the meeting a little earlier than usual. Usually the meeting doesn't use, take place until February. The first thing we did um, as a board, as a team, was uh, uh, install the National Executive Committee members that I just read. Um, we were introduced to those, those appointees at the fourth quarter board meeting but ultimately decided to wait until the first quarter board meeting um, due to um, bylaw requirements that, make that, that give the National Board of Directors time to review the background and do due diligence for um, the appointees for the National Executive Committee. That's important because the National Board of Directors, whom I'll get into a little later, um, needs to know that the President has found and selected 
uh, and is presenting to them the right uh, team to do the job that we're all, you know, motivated and dedicated to do by ensuring that the skill set is there and that the, the president and the national board of director, the national board of directors, all agree that this is the right team. So it's not one person's decision as to um, who takes these positions within the organization. So after the National Executive Committee was installed through vote um, and everybody was accepted that was presented, the National Executive Committee members went into presentations about the various um, plans they have for fulfilling the roles that um, they have just been appointed to fulfill. Marquita Payne, who's the VP of Member Services, went into a, a very detailed planning in, in reference to how she sees um, serving as the VP of Member Services and what she believes is truly vital to um, the success from that organization. What she, what she presented to the National Board of Directors was well-received, and I'm excited to work with her and, and, and help her, support her in getting the member services uh, uh, area, business area, back on track and in line with the national strategy and, the, and in particular, the member value proposition, because she's one of the key components to making that, that member value proposition work. Karen Smith, who's the Vice President of um, Strategy and Planning, went into her presentation and provided a, an, an enlightening presentation related to how she plans to serve as, in that role. And one of the things that she mentioned, and I wish I could go into every single bullet that everyone makes, but I know we only have an hour, so I'm trying to squeeze it all in and condense it. But I think what you want to hear about this particular presentation is that she's looking at building a dashboard that will allow the, the, the leadership team and ultimately the, the strategy and planning VPs in the local chapters to connect so that our, the strategy that we're working with becomes the strategy that the local chapters work with, even if it's just in complement. So even if the local chapters have somewhat of a different strategy, our strategy should still complement that no matter what it is. And that dashboard is a tool that she's using um, to implement that will ensure that everybody has visibility to that strategy. The, members, the member management VP, Adrian Thomas, gave a presentation that was in line with membership growth. Adrian Thomas had presented to us an algorithm that she believes will work based on the, the number of members that each chapter has and an expectation of growth rather than a flat percent. Typically in the past, we've used you know, a percent like 25% growth or 30% growth to represent total membership growth across the board. Adrian Thomas's plan um, doesn't really look at it that way. It looks at it at the regional level and based on the current number of members so that in the larger area, the larger regions where you have more members, more active members, um, the percent growth will make more sense there than in an area where you have a much, a much smaller number of members like in the South. So when you look at the total amount of membership growth, I think it came out to somewhere close to 50% overall. And that's aggressive, and I'm going to help support that in any way I can. The Chief Information Officer's presentation was really in the lines of the technology that he would like to use to help support these particular areas, these business areas. And one of the things that he, he emphasized in his presentation was the installation of a BDPA mobile application. I've done presentations on mobile applications in the past, 
but the mobile application implementation has to also align with the, with the BDPA strategy. You don't want to just throw a technology solution out there without first realizing how that technology solution will help the organization realize the strategy that we're, that we're working towards. So overall, at the National Board of Directors meeting in Florida, um, we all came together as a team. We met for the first time. I made some minor structural changes to the way the presentations were given and the order in which they were given and the particular uh, expectations of what I wanted to see out of those presentations. The members well exceeded my expectations and the feedback I received from many of the folks at the meeting, both part of the board and also that were members of the organization that were spectators and looking on, all pretty much said the same thing, that the meeting was extremely informative. The energy in the room was, was ecstatic, and everyone in, on the team is fully on board and fully committed to realizing the vision, the national strategy, and ultimately the growth of membership within the organization as a whole. That's very, very motivating. And I am wondering for members, um, now you, you shared what happened, and is there a place for members to review this information, like the bylaws? Is there a place for them to get a summary of what was discussed at the uh, first quarterly meeting, or is that only for leadership? Yes. So on our website, bdpa.org, there's a members area. Once you log into the members area, because this information is only for members, it can't be seen by, um, by, by people who haven't committed to the organization um, at the financial level. But once you log in, there is a search window, and you can search for and find documentation on first quarter board meetings. You can find copies of all of the presentations that were presented. You can find uh, copies of the national strategy, so you can read what the national strategy is in, in PowerPoint presentation form. Give us a few days, because it usually takes about a week from the meeting to organize all of the documents in a single place. So we typically, I typically say wait about a week. So by, I'd say, February 3rd, you should be able to find all of the documents successfully. If you don't find anything you're looking for, you can always send me an email at craig.brown at bdpa.org, and I will direct you to the secretary or to whomever I think can help you or assist you in finding the documentation. But we make it all public for you to, to download and read. I, I would encourage you to read them because I think that as members, you should be totally in line with what's coming down the road and why we're doing the things that we're doing and why, why this strategy at this time. I think that as members, you've paid for, with your, through your membership dues, the, the right to see, you know, what's going, what we're doing with your membership dues and, and how it's being applied back to you in terms of services and, again, that, the member value proposition. That's a, that's a nice way of um, kind of putting that in context, that this is part of your membership uh, dues, and it's part of your membership value. And when I think about some of the guests that have been on the show, um, one of the things that they often mention is that BDPA gives members and volunteers a chance to learn how to lead. 
And one of the ways to learn is to see what leadership does. So the fact that members can look at presentations by leaders of the organization and look at standard operating procedures and look at how the vision connects to the national strategy, connects to how leadership conducts itself on behalf of the members is really um, an incredible access point um, for a member as well as a member that might want to um, take on leadership uh, roles at a local level. So I, I really do think that as BDPA members, we're quite fortunate um, that there is this availability. Yes, I agree. So you've walked us through, um, and it, it's kind of like a funnel, the, the big picture, the vision, and it's always very important um, for people to know where they're going, um, for people to know who's in the front and uh, what direction are they leading everyone, um, that uh, people, in a sense, have not only the where they're going, but how they're going to get there, which is a strategy, and can take comfort in the fact that the leaders got together in the beginning of the year to discuss after being vetted at the end of the previous year. Um, and so we know that we've got the right people with the right skills leading us in the right direction. Now, a big part of BDPA is in the work do and the way that we do it for the people that we serve. And one of the hallmark events every single year is the National Conference. And I'm wondering if Mr. President, uh, Dr. Craig Brown, if you can tell us what's coming up um, for the National Conference and how that dovetails into the vision and strategy um, that you just laid out. Sure. So I mentioned earlier uh, as a part of my earlier conversation that the theme of the BDPA 2014 National Conference is Race to Innovate. What do we mean by that? Race to Innovate is I guess the easiest way to put it, um, our our message towards the opportunity for innovators to get the knowledge, access, and resources that are critical to stay on top. Let's let's take a step back and look at what what's the purpose behind national conference. The national conference is the national BDPA organization's delivery to support the local chapter community. What we do at the National Conference under one roof is invite all the local chapters to converge in a single place and, and, and pick up workshops and pick up, you know, learning opportunities that we do together. We didn't expect the members and the leaders of the chapters to take those learning opportunities back to their local chapters and then spread those learning opportunities to other members who weren't able to participate and infect the local chapters with the things that we usually, you know, we come up with from year to year. So Race to Innovate is our way to bring, you know, a certain energy into the organization when it comes to innovation. We're not only talking about innovation of technology, because that's always there and we hear about it and read about it, 
you know, from all these technology companies who are always um, putting out into the uh, consumer world things that we can buy to help make our lives easier from a technology perspective. But we're also talking about innovating each other. The innovation is also personal. So you come to the national conference and you walk away with a, with a certification or you walk away with some fulfillment that helps you in your careers, and that's why we join. I mean, when I go back to my infancy as a BDPA member, I'm right out of grad school, you know, I had the education. I didn't know about BDPA while I was in school, but once I learned about BDPA when I finished grad school, you know, I had the education under my belt, but I wasn't really quite sure what I was going to do with it. And so using my story as an example of what, you know, how BDPA can impact someone and then getting back to innovation, you know, I was mentored by, BD, by BDPA innovators at that time, and, and I, I found the technology track that worked. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit that when I went to college, I was um, aspiring to be a mechanical engineer, not a technologist in any way, shape, or form. And so I got introduced to technology, but it was a tool at the time for me, not necessarily a, career, a choice of career. And by talking with certain folks within BDPA and understanding that technology was a career, that was a way for me to kind of streamline, hey, I have these skills and, and these tools. Why don't I turn that into a career versus trying to start a career utilizing these tools? And so that's what happened, and I've been in IT 25 years. But along the way, innovation is always a constant part of growth. It's always been a part of growth for myself. And so when you look at the theme, I believe that it's absolutely the right time to energize our membership with personal innovation, looking at ourselves as, as, as tools and, and growing our skill sets to become more valuable tools to the organizations in which we serve. So when you look at the National Conference, we have a, a, a steadfast set of, of, of innovative uh, presentations that will be given. I believe we have somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 educational sessions, and I believe we're going to offer up to three certification courses to choose from while at the conference. So the, the value that we're trying to bring for those that participate at the conference is always going to be a continuous, in my mind, continuous growth, but we certainly want to make sure that the members, if they get anything else from the national organization, they get their fulfillment within their uh, membership dues and the registration fees that they, that they spend to be there from the conference so that it is worth every penny invested. And they have to look at the cost of the conference as an investment in themselves. Now, you mentioned earlier that um, Julius, as a CIO, will be looking at a number of tools uh, mobile applications are part of that. Um, this year and or in future years, will there be opportunities for people to, if they can't um, be at the conference, maybe you know the price of the airfare or the airfare in the hotel is too much, will there be ways for them to participate via technology? That is an excellent question. I happen to be working with an organization in Atlanta via the Atlanta chapter to help us at least create the framework for offering a streamed conference solution. So what that means is 
the, the folks that can't come to the conference may in fact be able to somewhat participate um, via a a stream, a, a live stream, and if we can't, you know, do the live stream, we're going to certainly try to podcast many of the workshops. In any event, we'd like to archive the, the educational experiences that are being offered to the members at the conference for those members that can't make it um, to receive, receive online via either a download or what have you. There will probably be a fee of some sort. I'm not exactly sure what the cost would be or what all it will entail because we're at the infancy stages of developing this framework. But what I would like to see happen is by 2015, we'll have a successful uh, methodology around trying to offer the conference to participants who can't make it to the conference. Now, that is not an, ex an experience in comparison to coming to the conference. So. I certainly would like to just mention that the full experiences are truly what you want to try to achieve, if, if at all possible. But it is my, my, my mission to try to get as many people involved in any way, shape, or form using technology um, as a means of delivering content and information to all members in any way, shape, or form that we can, we can afford to do so. Okay. Okay, because I, I, I certainly know that there are multiple chapters at this point, whether it's their um, monthly events or uh, even regional events, they're leveraging technology as a way of sharing information. And I, I would totally agree with you that um, part of what, a, a strong component of the national conference is literally the face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball uh, elbow to elbow experience of hearing and seeing um, and being in the same room with um, you know a variety of people who are interested in technology and you literally get to see whether it's on the high school level or the college level people who are in the classroom and folks that are on their way to the boardroom, have been in the boardroom, um, and uh, so that that uh, live experience is really powerful. Um, and I am also aware that many organizations use the technology, the technology-based conference, or the making a product out of the conference through technology as another way of generating um, funds for the organization. So, um, yeah, in the spirit of, in, of inclusion, um, I, I wanted to ask that question because that's um, come up a few times. So, BDPA does serve um, through its memberships, through its volunteers, um, a variety of ages and part of what attracts volunteers is our strong commitment through the high school computer competition and the IT showcase. So I'm wondering if you can give our listeners an update on your perspective of those two strong components of the BDPA organization. Sure. Well, Obviously, the HSCC, the High School Computer Competition Program, is one of BDPA's 
you know, true uh, foundation offerings. Um, for, it's, it's from a high school student perspective a great opportunity for a high school student to be introduced to technology, to be to begin to learn uh, and excel within it within their capabilities using technology, and hopefully and ultimately the goal is to get them to continue on in in technology based curriculums when they go off to college to ultimately get them into an IT career uh, of some sort. Now that's obviously the focus that we would like them to, to utilize, but it certainly doesn't have to go that way. As long as the experience for them is positive and 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 and, and, and helpful in getting them into school and getting them into colleges and ultimately into those careers, whatever those careers become, um, that's obviously one of the, the backbones of the BDPA organization. IT, the IT showcase is ultimately really the same, but the next level from the high school computer competition, which is the collegiate side of the, uh, of the, uh, pro, the student-based program. Um, Dr. Blimley, who's been a part of the IT showcase, for I don't know how many years, more years than I can I can remember, but certainly before I was a member, um, that part of the organization is, and those students uh, are are vital to the next level, which are the associates and and ultimately IT professionals that they will become when they finish when they finish and graduate from the universities of that they're that they're attending. So. Looking at the programs themselves, they're truly important to the BDPA uh, organization, both nationally and locally. I know coming this year, there's some introduction of change. We're adding some new programs to the HSCC um, program. At least the introduction of those programs will happen in 2014. One of them is the a mobile application development pilot. So we're, again, going back to innovation and, you, and looking at the, the theme of the conference, we're trying to broaden our horizons, both in IT Showcase and the uh, high school computer competition format. We're trying to bring the types of technology and experiences that our corporate sponsors are looking for the students to have some understanding about as future potentially, uh, members of their organizations as employees with technology backgrounds, as IT professionals. So when you look at these, if you're a student and you're listening and you're not a part of the team, I encourage you to find the nearest local chapter and look for the uh, information relative to building their team. If you are a part of a team, I wish you luck in your training and your um, obviously dedication to preparing yourself for the national competition. I know that the competitions are local, regional, and national, and a good number of the students come to the national program either as participants or as spectators to watch. The, you know, ultimately, it's like our Super Bowl of technology students. So um, I think that the programs are getting stronger. We're trying to increase the number of uh, student members that we have in these programs locally, and that is a part of the membership growth equation both for, um, high school, for the high school computer competition, but especially for the collegiate programs. We're trying to increase, and our sponsors are asking for this, uh, an increase in, in college student participation um, to a noticeable level to where we're actually starting to think about having um, additional collegiate programs at the conference in addition to the complement the IT, um, IT showcase program. So I hope that gives you a good visual uh, what's to come and 
and and if not, I can certainly provide you with any information if you reach out to me and related to those programs and your local chapter uh, commitments to those programs. Excellent. And I, I do want to note that um, connected with BDPA is the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation who um, on a regular basis with the leadership of, uh, under the leadership of Wayne Hicks, um, solicits members and volunteers um, to contribute funds and also issues the challenge for members if they are interested. So as, as an entrepreneur, for example, um, I have an opportunity to really cover or pay for or sponsor memberships for college students. And I think that that's important to note that people who are involved with BDPA are supporting college students coming into the BDPA experience by literally putting their money where their mouth is. Um, and um, it is another way supporting the local leadership to um, have college students be aware, uh, I guess bring the household name um, of BDPA to the college campuses for students to experience BDPA and also for students to begin to get another technology and leadership experience that they might not um, regularly experience um, in the college classrooms. So um, if people are, you know, interested in supporting um, the membership, the VP of membership, in growing um, more collegiate members but maybe don't know students, um, they can help increase membership by sponsoring. Um, usually I, I think the, the goal is to try to sponsor 10 students um, at a time so that it's easier to create these collegiate chapters. That is correct. So we have high school activities for high school students, activities for college students. Um, share with us a little bit more about the unique, independent, unique, and collaborative relationships between ITSMF, VETF, and BDPA. And of course, our listeners probably want to know what do those acronyms mean? <laughs> sure. Well, you've already started the conversation about BETF, so I'll kind of just pick up from where you left off. Um, the BDPA Education Technology Fund, its pr primary mission is to help the, the organization as a whole, but primarily local chapters, seek out funding opportunities where they meet with the, the requirements and criteria of those local chapters. That could be in the form of grants, that can be in the form of the sites program, it can be in any form that the, the local chapters require. The ETF is a service, honestly, to the local chapters. And I would like to see, and it's been, you know, it's kind of my mission for, during my term, to, you know, help realize those services to a degree where they are 
they're they're more involved in the, the daily and, and, and yearly lives of the local chapter leaders. I think that the the local chapters need to leverage the service. It doesn't, you know, cost them anything in terms of, you know, out of pocket expense. I think that the only cost between the the ETF and the local chapters are in the funds that are collected on behalf of the local chapters. So so it, you know, with that being said, I would like to uh to to help the local chapters realize uh, this service and and help utilize it to a point where there's a, a steady flow of income that goes towards those scholarships and goes towards those programs, um, whether it's a high school computer competition or high school related programs or an IT this professional development program, depending on your chapter and your needs. Um, it's a great service. It's, it's been, you know, um, installed by the founder of the organization who felt that that was an essential part of the the membership growth and the ability to service those members. Now, ITSMS, for those who don't know um, what that stands for, that's the Information Technology Senior Management Forum. The ITSMS is the adult program version of what we've described when we talked about the HSCC and the IT showcase. Its primary mission, its primary mission is to service um, the IT professionals and help develop them into senior managers and ultimately the technology leaders of their organization. The relationship with ITSMS and BDPA has been longstanding. Both organizations have been um, a part of each other since the inception of the ITSMS organization. What I would like to see happen, and I've had a conversation with the chairman about the beginnings of this, is to narrow down and get real specific on how the programs that BDPA and ITSMS both have available to its members um, can be collaborated amongst all the members and ultimately let, let both organizations work with each other and support each other in, in growing the membership with each other. ITM, ITSMF um, is a membership-based organization. BDPA is a membership-based organization. And all the members are the same people. So um, I at least started the conversation for beginning of the framework for um, the part, partnership is already there. So we're not talking about the establishment of the partnership, but the strengthening of the partnership, working hand-in-hand and hand helping um, both organizations grow their membership in their respective areas by supporting each other, um, going back to that visibility uh, component of, the, of, the, uh, of my vision, bringing our success stories and the success stories within the ICSMF community are the equation that I would like to see us um, fulfill when it comes to strengthening our, our brand. And, and I believe our brands are, are intermingled. I believe that they're connected. So it's not two organizations, but one family of organizations, and that's the way I see it, and I think that's the way it was envisioned when it was created, when, when these two organizations were created together. And you're in a unique position to do that because for a number of years you've been a member of both organizations. So you have the advantage of understanding both organizations, ITSMS and BDPA. That is correct. So as we come to a close, you've, you've really, I, I actually have a page of notes here. So you, you've shared a lot of information. Um, you've referenced places 
that people can go to review some of this information, um, primarily the website, um, bvpa.org, has information about um, the vision of BDPA, uh, the leadership team. In a few weeks, there'll be a more complete um, there'll be more complete access uh, to information about what happened at the first quarter board meeting. The national strategy is certainly available uh, for members. Um, there is already information being posted about uh, what's coming up for the national conference, which this year is being held in Indianapolis. Um, and uh, there is information on uh, the high school computer competition, the IT showcase. ITSMF has its own website. Um, however, there are uh, ways to get information um, on that through BDPA. And BETF um, has a link off of BDPA. So given all of this information, and we're approaching sort of the end of the hour, um, what is your call to action? I mean, people may be saying, I heard a lot, uh, but what should I do first? Or I'm really psyched and I'm ready to go, um, but uh, Mr. President, uh, where, where can I best serve? So I, I'd like for you to kind of bring the program to a close and, and you know, uh, we've got time. So uh, bring, the, bring the program to a close and begin to outline, um, given that there are a number of stakeholders listening, what is the call to action? Sure. And this is important because I think that, and as you just mentioned to your point, the members need to know what what's all involved and, and, and where where should they start if they're new and where to go if they've already fulfilled you know certain criteria in which they were using the membership to fulfill from a development standpoint. You know, the, I think the most crucial thing that all members, whether they're receiving the program benefits and the value proposition or they're part of the volunteer or leadership teams within their local uh, or local chapters is engagement. And, you know, engagement, engagement, engagement. That's, you know, what keeps the local chapters alive. You know, the this is a volunteer-based organization, okay? In a national organization, only one person is receives a, a regular pay, and that's our national administrator. administrator. All of the leadership members are all volunteers. Your local chapter um, leadership team are all volunteers. Your program leaders and, and chaperones and, and chairmen are all volunteers. So engage in your local chapters. Um, if you're not a member, join. There's, there's a, a, a plethora of opportunities for new members and existing members to benefit from as, as a part of the local chapter community when it comes to developing themselves from a technology perspective, from, being edu from an education perspective. Um, and ultimately from a career enhancement uh, perspective, again, going to the mission of classroom to the boardroom. We're ultimately trying to see our members, the younger members, become the leaders of the organization as they move through into their careers and move into, um, into life and then come back as, as products of BDPA like, like myself and take a leadership position and then give back and help bring the next generation up. 
Mr. Pace gave, the founder of the organization, Earl Pace, gave a presentation in the Philadelphia chapter, I believe it was January 15th, uh, but mid-January in Philadelphia. And there was fundamentally one question that the presentation was based on, and this is what the chapter advertised when they let, you know, the, the community know that he would be speaking. And the question was if, if, was, if BDPA was an unfulfilled promise. Uh, the answer to the question ultimately, um, just for the sake of time, was the answer was yes. And he directed that, that answer to the local chapter leadership. He said the, the unfulfilled promise um, is primarily in the offering to the, to the members. And he meant it in the positive, not in the negative. The, the goal of every local chapter is to become influential in their, lo in their local communities and impact the local communities through, with membership to enhance careers, to bring economic development into uh, those communities by helping those members become, um, you know, uh, increase their salaries and increase their positions and then come back and grab the, the, the next young person and bring them up the same ranks and it's a continuous process. So, it's a promise that's hard to fulfill because it's an ongoing, ever-changing, um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll throw in the, the, the innovation word, is an innovative um, methodology that's never-ending. And I think the proof is in the fact that the organization will be celebrating its 40th birthday in 2015. That's 40 years of service. We're at 39 years now of service to the local communities in which the local chapters exist. So my, my call to action is engagement in your local chapter. If you're not a member, join your local chapter. We have chapters nationwide. If you don't have a local chapter in your community, contact the national office at info at bdpa.org and help us establish a local chapter in your community. The lack of a chapter doesn't mean that you can't receive and, and, and the same fulfillment that the chapters that currently are have charters um, fulfilled for their members. We have uh, quite a few ways to help you in, in building a chapter. So if you don't have a local chapter, I encourage you to contact us at National, and we'll walk you through the steps and support you in creating one and help you build membership. And then it's a continuous thing, and that's the way the organization has always grown. I believe it's the way the organization will continue to grow. And with the help of the team members that I mentioned earlier at the national level, the support that we're dedicated and, and have taken an oath to provide to the local community. Um, it is our mission to help in that growth and, and, continues to, and continue to provide um, the members with the services and products that BDPA is famous for, for those that have heard of us anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Dr. Brown, you know, I really appreciate you pulling out an hour from your schedule um, to give us, again, a very comprehensive sort of a 360 view on the organization. And this is such a key time of year to do this. Um, I am hoping that um, you will come back on the show and give us updates either directly yourself or members of your leadership team so that, again, people can get a chance to hear 
how um, the vision and the strategy um, is being implemented throughout the organization. Um, there is an opportunity for anyone that is listening um, for you to share the transcript, and not the transcript, to uh, share the audio of the show. So um, if uh, people want to go to blogtalkradio.com slash BDPA, you can forward uh, this recording or snippets of this recording um, and share with someone who may be interested in being a member um, and or um, is a member and uh, had questions and now they might have their questions answered. So thank you again for being on the show this evening and I again look forward to you and your team uh, continuing to lead us and uh, helping us innovate helping us um, share in the visibility of the brand, uh, helping us make sure that BDPA is in action as well as words, um, moving very quickly towards being a household name, and that the members receive the value and are part of increasing the value to their participation. So thank you again for being with us this evening. You are very welcome, and it was truly my pleasure. Thank you. So BPA listeners, tonight's program is an example of what we at BPA iRadio try to do for you the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. We try to let you hear and be actively engaged with the voices of BDPA from the classroom to the boardroom um, during uh, August after the National Conference. You have a chance to hear the winning teams from um, the winning teams from the high school computer competitions and throughout the year if you have a leader of your chapter or a member of your chapter or a sponsor of your chapter who you feel would be a great guest, please feel free to contact us through www.bdpa.org. I'd also like to thank our sponsor for this quarter, Techie um, Tech Academy, and I, again, want to thank the BETFs of BDPA for allowing us to share the voices of BDPA. Have a great evening, and join us on February 11th, the second Tuesday of February from 8.30 to 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. BDPA iRadio, linking business, education, and technology. The BDPA iRadio show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil.
sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation and the Executive Director, Wayne Hicks. Produced by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. BDPA iRadio broadcasts the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Join us on blogtalkradio.com backslash BDPA.